0: What's shaking fire nation? A JLD here and welcome to episode 1696 of EO fire, where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Turn website visitors into leads and customers with fireup.co. It's amazing. It's free. What are you waiting for? Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Dan Shore. Dan, are you prepared to ignite?
1: I am ready.
0: Yes. Dan is a 10 plus year SEO marketer expert. His business, Evolving SEO, has grown year over year for five plus years and he's helped clients grow their organic traffic 10x to 20x with his SEO and content marketing strategies. He interviews guests like Rand Fishkin on his podcast, Experts on the Wire. Dan, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life.
1: John, I wasn't planning on this, but I have a confession for you. My name and my show, Experts on the Wire, do you know that that sort of rhymes a little bit with Entrepreneur on Fire? Wow, I just put that together. And I did that because I feel like in marketing and in branding, there's these subtle things that people might not pick up on consciously, but if they hear Experts on the Wire and they're a fan of Entrepreneur on Fire – maybe subconsciously they might see a quality connection between the two that is shows. so ninja. Yeah, so I had to confess that. But let me fill in <laughs> the gaps for you. I'm the son of a professional sculptor and a business owner. So I had a very unique childhood growing up. I went on to music school. I have a degree in classical piano performance. It's one of the most worthless degrees you could ever have. <laughs> you can't get a single job with it. Uh, I went on and did the mu- music thing. I taught piano lessons. I performed gigs all all over New England. I've been married over 10 years. Fast forward to about 2008, 2009, where SEO, and that's what I do now, that really kind of saved me twice. It saved me once because when I got married and my wife and I moved to a brand new area where I am now in Central Mass, I had no connections No students, no clients, no way to make an income, but I used SEO and I self-taught it to myself to attract my like at least a half of my piano students in this brand new area. And then I turned SEO into a career, as you know, and that's what I do now, and I serve uh, uh, many clients using SEO. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Well, you are definitely an industry-renowned SEO
0: expert. So my question for you is, What's something that we, Fire Nation, probably don't know about SEO, but as entrepreneurs, we probably should?
1: I'm going to tell you one of the top ways that I've used to, as you said in the intro, grow my client's traffic 10x to 20x. This is, it's it's such an opportunity and so many people still do not use this. It's a way to find content marketing ideas, to publish content on your website or on your blog to drive outsized organic traffic to your site. So here's the process. It's going to use a tool called SEMrush. That's semrush.com. What your listeners need to do if if you have your own business or you're working in a marketing company, you need to find what I call your content competitors, not your product or service competitors, but the people that publish content in your industry and in your niche, and you want to find the biggest ones possible, the ones with the highest domain authority, the most content or the oldest sites, what you're going to do once you find them, and you could, you could probably find them by doing some quick Google searches, plug their domain name into SEMrush and go to what's called the pages report. What SEMrush is then going to show you is the, the content that drives the most traffic to these big publishers' websites. And then what you can do is you can run filters. So what you want to do is maybe put in your keywords. So if you're a paleo-related company, maybe search for paleo recipe. And then that's going to surface the content on these websites related to paleo recipes that drive the most organic traffic. And what we're doing here is we're looking for content that they've published, but It might be old, it might be outdated, or it might be just, it might just really stink and it might be low in quality. (laughs) And you're going to go create something around that same topic, but 10x better. And you're going to publish that and put it on your website. And basically it's, there's a guy in SEO called Brian Dean. He talks about the skyscraper, skyscraper technique. It's a little bit like that, where you're just doing a 10x better job than they've done but using their past success to prevet the fact that this topic should drive traffic for you.
0: Fire Nation, I follow this process. You know, I knew that podcast sponsorships was a big phrase that people were searching for, plugged it in, found out, you know, where people were talking about it and where the highest ranked articles and, and websites were for it, and learned from that, wrote what has now become the number one search result in Google for that phrase that gets almost all of the most targeted organic traffic to my site on a daily basis, which leads to my free podcast course, which leads to my paid podcasters paradise. And it was one article that I wrote a couple years ago that I do go back and update and make sure that everything still is as relevant as possible. Um, but a lot of work laying a foundation can lead to a lot of opportunity for years and years to come. So I love this. And again, that is S E M rush.com. Now, Dan, you're an expert in SEO, and that's a pretty good job stability for years to come. Uh, But the reality is, you've had your struggles as well. So I want you to take us to what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date and tell us that story.
1: Absolutely. It's, It's actually fairly recent. So in September of 2015, things were going really well with the business. So we decided to hire. It was just my my wife and myself working in the business and we had a couple contractors, but we decided to hire our first full-time employee. The idea being, of course, with any business that to do that, that's going to give you the leverage to grow your gross and your net income. And we hired our employee and throughout the end of 2015, 2016, my wife who manages our book, she would come to me and she'd say, hey, our income hasn't gone up yet, but That's okay. We have some time. you know, May would come around 2016. Hey, the net income hasn't gone up, but we have a little bit more time. And I just kind of kept saying, sure, sure, sure. And then September of last year came and my wife came to me and she said, we're really in trouble. Mm. This has gone on a long time. We've had a full time employee and the net and the gross income has not improved. And I want to disclaim this and say it is not the fact of it is, it, it does not have to do with our employee, right? He, I would recommend him in a second to anybody. This was more an issue of not having clarity around what exactly we were hiring for and what our goals were and what we wanted to accomplish and having a process and a system and structure in place to back that up and make it successful. And so, Literally this week, as we're speaking, John, it's April uh, 2017. This week is probably one of the worst moments of my entrepreneurial career because we are going to have to let our employee go this week. And of course, this show is not going to air right away. So when your listeners hear this, that will all be said and done. So we're going through that process this week. It's not a fun process. But the big lesson learned here is that I really should have listened to the, the financial numbers and my wife's advice, and really just my gut instinct of knowing that this was a situation we were trying to force into working, but it just fundamentally was not working. And again, it is not an issue having to do with this employee's performance. It's really more of an issue of uh, not having clarity around our business.
0: You know, this is an interesting timing for you to bring this up, because to be honest with you, Kate and I have been talking quite in depth about bringing on a very high level number three, or even potentially like a number 2B to go along with Kate, who's a 2A here. Um, you know, we have a decent sized team with virtual assistants. You know, we have three full-time virtual assistants in the Philippines, one full-time virtual assistant in Pakistan. Um, we have two independent contractors, our graphic designers, 20 hours a month, our Sorry, our web our web developers twenty hours a month. Our graphic designers forty hours a month. So we have a team that's putting in a lot of hours into EO Fire every single month. But we don't have like that, you know, real high level, um, high achieving, high producing employee yet. And we've been thinking about bringing on somebody to that team. So what would you give uh, me right now, Dan, as advice for somebody who's thinking about going through that process, so that we can maybe
1: avoid what you went through. I'd be happy to give advice. I think, um, judging by the fact that I failed at my first go around with this, take the advice with a grain of salt. But (laughs) what I would say, my lesson that I've learned is we didn't hire in a way where we could have that employee do something repeatable and scalable. But John, from what I know about you and your systems and your process and your structure, you've got that stuff down. Like, I've gotten uh, 10 emails in the last two weeks reminding me (laughs) to be on Skype, at this place, at this time, and your process is amazing. And even though I do that, and
0: people make fun of me for it, still, I get Dan on the phone, he's like, oh my God, let me go turn my cell phone off. Oh no, how do I turn on my Skype notifications? Even though in these emails, I'm like, this is how you turn your cell phone off. This is how you turn off your Skype notifications.
1: Uh, yeah, that floors me. I mean, I'm always kind of type A when it comes to stuff like that. I'm I'm on time or early, but uh, from what I know about you, instinctually, John, with your services and your structure and your ability to create processes, I I think you I think the only advice I could give, based upon my mistake, is just be super clear on the specific tasks mm. and areas of. Uh, areas of responsibility that you want this person to be in charge of and think through every detail about if that person is going to be able to take a task or a deliverable from point A to the finish line without your involvement. Because that's the mistake I made here is my employee sort of does deliverables, but he brings them halfway and then I finish them and then there's this back and forth and mm. I need to check them. And he says one thing and then I bring it to the client and the client has a question. Then I, so it's this sort of convoluted process that really became more work than, uh, than less work, which is the problem was trying to solve here. So I think that's what I would be clear on.
0: So, Dan, you've had some bad ideas, um, specifically what we just talked about was not the best idea in the world, but you've had some good ideas, too. So let's now move on to a story of what you consider one of your greatest ideas to date, one of those aha moments that you were able to turn into a success. Tell us that story.
1: I love talking about successes way more (laughs) than failures. and I'm much better. I mean, frankly, I'm an optimist. So actually, John, it was a struggle to come up with. In a way, it was... I knew I needed to talk about letting go of this employee, but it was a little bit of a struggle yeah. to talk about something that was a failure. But let's, let's uh, backtrack in time to late 2010. This is my aha moment. This is when I was sort of like, Drifting between teaching music and working for my dad a little bit and kind of making these really sucky websites for a couple random clients I'm not a designer. I'm colorblind. So like I can't design my way out of a cardboard box But (laughs) I was just kind of lost at that point in time And so I drove to New York City to kind of clear my head and visit my sister a little bit And she had an apartment there at the time. So I went to I went to nyc for the weekend I know for a lot of people, they probably want to go out into nature, but like it's weird for me. I like to go like in the most crowded city in the world to c- clear my head. But after that weekend, I remember I was sitting on my sister's couch. I was about to get in my car and drive home. And I opened the app store and I searched for SEO. And that's when I found the SEO 101 podcast. And I loaded up a bunch of episodes and hopped in my car and started driving home. As I was listening to them, I realized these guys do SEO full time. Like I didn't realize that was a full time career potential because up until then I was just incorporating SEO into everything I was doing into the sites I was building, into these crappy websites I was building for some random clients. It hadn't hit me that SEO was a career in itself. And when I realized that driving home from NYC, that light bulb went off in my head and I said, okay. I know what I want to do. I want to shift everything and do SEO full time. So I got home and like literally weeks later, I had evolvingseo.com purchased. I had the LLC the next month and I was on my way to getting uh, SEO clients and doing that full time. So one thing that I want to really dive into is within
0: that aha moment, what do you want to make sure our listeners get so that we can maybe replicate this, you know, for
1: our lives, for our industry, for our passions and expertise? For me, it was not realizing that SEO was this thing that I could provide full time. And so whether it's being open minded to possibilities or creating something new that doesn't exist and that can be fearful. But I think I think for a lot of people like all your listeners out there, everyone has a unique gift or Mm skill set or passion that they can uniquely offer. And I often think of this as a, a giant Venn diagram or layers of things, right? Like it's fine to, to think, okay, I'm a marketer, but what if you combine marketing with product or you combine, like I've done in many cases, audio production, AKA music with SEO, unless I have an SEO podcast. So I would think about being open-minded to possibilities of an entrepreneurial path that you could take as a, as the listener out there, even if nobody's ever done that before, because Everyone out there is uniquely positioned to offer something that nobody else can. And I think that's really one of the biggest lessons that I've learned there.
0: Now, quick question, Dan. Would you say that you had a passion for SEO
1: before you went into it? That is an awesome question. No, and I think a lot of people don't have a passion for a topic. They have a passion for bigger categories of things. And what I mean by that is I have a passion for people. I love dealing with people. I love going to SEO conferences. I love doing my podcast where I can talk to other SEOs. I love talking to clients. And so I think people need to think about a little bit in a broader sense, what, what situation really gives them energy and what are they super passionate about? Mm-hmm. Like somebody else might hate people. So I have a friend that's a piano tuner and uh, they say piano tuners have one of the lowest stress jobs out there. Like it's actually researched. And so if you're a super introvert and you don't get energy from people, think about those careers that limit your interaction with people. And I think it's great to think sort of categorically, categorically like that. Another thing is I'm super creative. So I've taken the strength finders test many times and I always get ideas is my number one uh, strength. And so in SEO, there's an endless amount of idea generation that you have to do, whether it's content or strategy or even being creative about fixing technical issues. So I think people should think in a broader sense about what they're passionate about and where their strengths are. And actually, Strength Finders is a book I recommend everyone to go take that test and yeah, really get an understanding of your unique strength set and then how that can flow into a tangible career.
0: Yeah, one thing I'll be honest with you, Fire Nation, since Dan's being honest, is I didn't have a passion for podcasting when I launched. I didn't even really understand the broadcasting world or the microphones or the the mixers or what it meant to communicate in that kind of manner. But guess what? I knew that I loved chatting with people about their stories, and I knew that I could turn that into a podcast that would then add value. And then my passion for podcasting grew from actually doing the thing. So Dan saw the opportunity that SEO was going to bring value to people And, you know, he didn't know SEO at first, of course, how can you without actually learning it? And then as he learned it, just like as I learned podcasting, we fell into passion of these topics. And so this can be something that you can say, hey, I don't have passion for this. There's no way I should do it. Well, that might not necessarily be true. If you see an opportunity to provide massive value and you're willing to spend the time to learn that thing, you may bloom passion in that area. So, Dan, fast forward to right now. Like, what are you most fired up about? I mean, I know you're not fired up about firing your employee, but I know you're excited about a couple of things.
1: I love this question because again, I'm super positive. So, what? I, let me backtrack to the end of last year. I was getting I get a lot of inquiries for potential new SEO clients, and in the past, I would do the traditional: uh, get on the phone, talk to them, find out their goals, do a proposal, send it to them a good 30 to 50% of those would close and turn into clients. And the last half of last year, I'd say 10% or less of those closed into clients. And I said, what is going on here? Like something has changed. And beginning this year, I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to completely turn this whole process upside down. Now, when inquiries come in, instead of like doing this, like get on the phone and tell me your goals and I'll do a proposal, I just start working for them for free. Like I get an inquiry. I start going into their website, figuring out technical problems, finding some keywords for them. And when I come back to them for what they're expecting is this usual sort of drawn on process. By the way, I hate the whole proposal thing. Like I'm not like a document person. That's why I like podcasting because it's it's just talking. It's much simpler. So. I've been doing this this year and I've been doing this not only with inquiries that have come in where I'll actually do work for them and what they're expecting is a, is a proposal phone call. I'm actually getting on. I'm pretending I'm giving them consulting and I'm, I'm just leaving out the thought or the idea of finances or money altogether. Like I want to truly give them as much free value as I can. And if they end up wanting to hire us or to pay me money, that's great, but I am sort of mentally taking that out of the equation for these new potential clients. And I've also applied this to outreaching to people just randomly. If I see an issue with their website or, uh, for example, I was listening to the mixer podcast mm-hmm. and I heard somebody talking about their business and I fell in love with this business on there. I just love the idea of it. And I reached out to the owner and I said, Hey, if you ever want some free SEO consulting, just let me know. We'll get on Skype. And guess what happened? He's, he had his marketing manager get on Skype with me for an hour. I had no plans or any expectation of this person becoming a client. I gave them an hour of free consulting plus an hour off of Skype and they came back and they said, you know what? We want to hire you. And I said, wow, I wasn't expecting that at all. Like I just loved this business. That process has completely turned this proposal process entirely around. But the best thing about it is I'm super fired up about it, as you can probably tell, like it. <laughs> feels so good to give people value without expecting money or something in return and like to truly mean that and even now what i used to do was bill people at the beginning of projects and even even that feels weird sometimes it's like hey give me money first and then i'll do this thing for you now i'm just continuing that free work process we roll it into the beginning of their project and if they pay towards the end of that i'm fine with that because I want to be not upside, like I think of value as a currency now. I mean, money is a currency, but I don't want to be upside down or underwater with my value currency. I want to have value in the bank. So it it sets up a situation where we have a runway ahead of us, where we sort of have that saved up, if you will, to protect us from these situations where maybe we have trouble with finances or... Leads don't close or things like that. That's just been super, uh, super great for me in the last few months.
0: I love that phrase you use. You know, I don't want to be in debt with my value currency or upside down. I mean, Fire Nation, that's just a great way to look at life. If you have that goal, I mean, you're going to win. Provide value first. Just like EO Fire, six months free value. I didn't ask people to pay to listen or I didn't ask this or that. I just said, I'm just going to keep providing free value until I get to a point where there's real opportunity because of the value that it's been stored up because my, you know, my value currency is way to the to the to the upside that then I can start turning on that revenue stream. And speaking of Value Fire Nation, just wait for the lightning round. It's going to be amazing. As soon as we thank our sponsors, we'll be right back. Ready to create your next presentation or sales deck but not sure what software to use to help you build it the right way? Enter Slidebean. Slidebean allows you to create stunning, professionally designed presentations in no time flat. We know from firsthand experience. If you head over to today's show notes, you'll find a before and after of our podcast masterclass presentation. The after is built by using Slidebean. Slidebean has a bunch of great features, including being able to act quickly and easily to collaborate with your team in real time. So no matter how many team members are working on the same presentation, everyone is on the same page and once you're ready to share your presentation just grab your private url no need to worry about downloading and sending large files via email best of all you can create a free account and start designing your presentation today at slidebean.com fire once you're ready to unlock your presentation use offer code fire to save 10 percent off your first purchase that's slidebean.com fire slidebean presentations made simple Looking for a travel site that will help save you a ton of money on both your flights and your hotel? As an entrepreneur, you probably find yourself on plane rides and in hotel rooms a lot. Whether it's traveling to see family, speaking at a conference, or a combination of both, we all know booking flights in a hotel room can be a bit tricky. Upside.com has you covered. Upside bundles your flights and hotel together, which saves money, especially on business travel, and it only takes a few minutes to see how much you can save by buying your flights and hotel together for one low price the bonuses don't stop there upside will also give you a free amazon gift card every time you book a bundle through their site to check out upside and book your first bundle today visit upside.com and use the promo code fire this will guarantee you'll get a 100 dollar amazon gift card for your first trip that's upside.com promo code fire Minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. Dan, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds?
1: I'm so ready.
0: What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Nothing. I've never had a real job. And so I've never been anything but I so I didn't know what an entrepreneur... I didn't know that word, but I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always learned a skill or provided a service on my own to the end client. I've never had a real job, so nothing has held me back.
0: What's the best advice you've ever received?
1: It was a tweet from Tim Ferriss. Oh, around 2010, he tweeted an article about the 80-20 pin- principle, life-changing. I think something that kind of rewires your brain like at the core is is amazing. Everything I do in life now, I'm applying the 80-20 principle or thinking. It's like a law of nature. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. It's Pareto's principle. It's incredible. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success?
1: I've always done this. It's go with a gut feeling and act right away. Quick example. I did my first trial interview for my podcast. As soon as we hung up Skype, the feeling I had was so amazing The interview just filled me with so much energy, I immediately booked my next 10 guests within 24 (laughs) hours.
0: Share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation.
1: John, on episode 1625, you had a mutual friend, Dmitry Dragolev, talking about PR. He had a great tip about how to find uh, answer core questions to get massive exposure. There's a new tool out there called bloomberry.com. These are the people that make Sumo. The tool is amazing. It's sort of in beta, but I have the permission to announce it here. This is a way to find these questions at scale. So you go to bloomberry.com, you type in your topic, and it's going to give you hundreds or thousands of questions, not only from Cora but from forums all across the web that your listeners can then go in and answer and get that exposure. The tool is amazing. If you recommend one book, what would it be and Why? At risk of sounding a little hokey here, (laughs) I have to be honest, I haven't read, I haven't completed a book in like five years. So my book is a blank notebook or something like your mastery journal. I'm a huge fan of getting your thoughts out onto paper. It is such a clarifying uh, exercise to do. And I've always maintained, I carry a notebook around with me everywhere just to put down my thoughts or ideas. So a blank notebook.
0: Dan, let's end today on fire with you giving us a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Absolutely. Cross-discipline learning is amazing. If any of your listeners out there are stuck with a problem or they're trying to figure out the next step, get out of what you're doing and learn something new. Go, if, you're, if you're stuck online, go learn a physical skill. Uh, One quick example is when I learned a little bit of programming, that helped me teach piano lessons in a way that nobody else ever had. It helped me break down the functions of how somebody plays piano in a very programmatic way. And so that cross-discipline learning is huge. And I don't think enough people do that nowadays, but I think all your listeners out there, go learn a new skill that you can then bring back and apply to what you're doing.
0: And how can we connect with you?
1: You can go to evolvingseo.com. That's my website. Uh, my podcast is at evolvingseo.com wire. Again, the name of it is Experts on the Wire. As you now know, it rhymes a little bit with Entrepreneur on Fire. You can search that in, of course, iTunes and Stitcher and all these places. Uh, I'm very responsive on Twitter. You can find me at Dan underscore Shore. That's at D-A-N underscore S-H-U-R-E on Twitter. Fire Nation, you're the average of
0: the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with DS and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Dan in the search bar and this show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Best show notes in the biz, timestamps, links galore. Of course, head directly to evolvingseo.com or experts on the wire for a podcast like entrepreneur on fire and Dan thank you for sharing your journey with fire nation today for that we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side take care hey fire nation hope you enjoyed our chat with Dan today and everybody is scared of losing but in my book I teach you how to finally win visit howtofinallywin.com and you can learn how to create your dream life one step at a time and I will catch you there fire nation or I'll catch you on the
1: flip side